Hello and welcome to From the Trenches, the Business Examiner podcast. The guest for this episode is Rose Klukas, Economic Development Officer with the City of Campbell River. She talks with us about her impressive career, which includes being a part of the LNG boom in northern BC, Campbell River's tech attraction strategy, and the challenges for smaller communities as they adapt to the issues presented by COVID-19. Rose is also the president of the Vancouver Island Coast Economic Development Association and a member of the Board of Directors at the Economic Developers Association of Canada. Our conversation starts now. So my name is Rose Klukas. I'm the City of Campbell River's Economic Development Officer. So I uh, operate the function in-house for the city. Awesome. Well, that's great. When I first interacted you, with you, you were with Kitimat amidst the LNG boom. That's kind of where went that anyways, in my mind, that's when I, I connected with you. How did your transition to, to Campbell River happen and kind of what drew you to the area specifically? Yeah, so that is interesting. In fact, much of my economic development background is industrial development and definitely was in the thick of an aluminum smelter and LNG being constructed there. And of course, that's still happening. Uh, we came to Campbell River. Our daughter started school at, at uh, UVic and kind of made a comment one day that, you know, I'm not coming back to the north. <laughs> and so we started to think, oh, well, uh, we're going to look and explore other opportunities. So we love the Northwest, uh, but we are super happy to be here in Campbell River. It wasn't long. I mean, I think a week where we thought hmm, we won the lottery. It's such a beautiful city. Yeah. Yeah. And I, th I think there is a lot of opportunity, too, that's maybe untapped. And it kind of leads me into this the series of questions here. There's been a number of things and I'm sure I'm going to miss things, but the things that stuck out the most are there's the, the brand, the broadband upgrade. There's been so just prior to me starting here, mid 2016, council had already made an, a decision to invest in municipal broadband fiber. And we were the first municipality on Vancouver Island to offer this. Uh, you know, in, the, in those days, it was identified through a business case that uh, one of the, uh, maybe business development impediments or the kind of the uneven opportunities is access to low cost, high speed internet. So we own a loop in our downtown core and we've been making some investments to uh, increase that loop and offer it to our business community. And it's an open broadband. So we have third party providers that actually enter into agreements with our businesses. Um, but because that decision was already made and because, you know, you start looking at some of the data about uh, new business development, uh, focusing on innovation and technology makes a lot of sense. It supports our primary industries that already exist here who definitely are always innovating uh, to, for, for their businesses, so forestry and aquaculture. And it allows us to grow an entrepreneurial ecosystem. And, you know, we already, we can see with COVID that uh, um, innovation is part of every business. Um, so we want to support that with some of the programming that we do. And we definitely have a lot of things on the ground in that regard. Yeah. Well, and it's almost like you, not that you saw, obviously nobody saw COVID coming, but you were able to address it a lot better because you had that infrastructure in place, which is kind of a cool uh, mm. sense there. Um, and then could you speak about some of the, the like there's the tech hatchery. Mm. I saw something, uh, spring capital, there's salmon, uh, <laughs> salmon capital holdings. There's a bunch of different things on the tech side yeah. or startup side. Can you talk about kind of how those came about? 
Yeah, I love this conversation because I'm going to confess uh, one of my first bad things I did when I came here. I saw that Campbell River had been branded as the salmon capital of the world and um, thought to myself, oh, like that seems like a limiting brand and was thinking of other ways we could brand Campbell River. But through my journey and meeting people uh, and one person in particular that's instrumental in some of these other programming, he said to me, well, Rose, how do you think people know, people like me know about Campbell River? It's about fishing. So you mentioned some of the programming that we do like our next stream tech challenges and our tech hatchery. Uh, and th those are all a nod to the salmon capital of the world. So you can, in the naming, we recognize that this is an important part of our history, but it's also a, an important part of our present time, uh, but we're expanding the definition to include, include innovation. So NextStream is one of our really kind of exciting programs that we have in partnership with our Campbell River Area Angel Group we uh, run these series of tech challenges and we've, we're in the midst of round two. So round one completed in the fall of 2020. And uh, essentially we've created a number of challenge um, categories where we're asking people to innovate within them. Uh, round one, we had about 35 contestants globally. Round two, we've had about 65 global contestants. They're mostly from uh, the Lower Mainland and Vancouver Island, but we have definitely garnered some international attention. And we're trying to solve issues that affect our community, but are you know broader, can be applied elsewhere as well. Um, and alongside of actually capital investment opportunities from the angel investment investors into the companies that uh, are winners, we also have an opportunity to showcase that we here in Campbell River are a, an innovative forward-thinking community and are hoping to attract other uh, businesses in technology here in Campbell River. And yeah. you know, on Vancouver Island as well. So I do have, uh, my other role is president of our Vancouver Island Coast Economic Development Association. And we have an ongoing regional tech attraction program. And it's a really cool initiative because we're working together as communities to showcase all the amenities that our communities have that would make it a great place to live and, yeah. and do business. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, it is. And it is exciting. I had a great chat with um, economic development from Cumberland and they were talking about their, I mean, it's a very young and uh, like they don't have a huge business tax base, but a ton of people basically just work remotely there. And so there certainly is, I think, an appetite. And then, you know, COVID, I think, has opened up the conversation or really, like, you don't need to work in a big center to make good money. You can work for, you know, Facebook and Microsoft anywhere you want, basically. Yeah, there definitely is the remote worker component. I mean, you know, each of our communities are looking for, uh, for anchor tenants that are going to come into our communities. Uh, but we know we're not going to be downtown Vancouver, nor do we live on the island for that reason, right? We, we yeah. want to keep the character of our community while expanding. Yeah, definitely tax bases for our, our residents and for the operation of programs within the community. Um, and it is true that COVID has definitely, uh, people are calling, they've recognized that what we've known all along, that space is valuable. And so we're having people you know, look at our community as a, as a good place to live and work. Yeah. Um, it kind of leads into this question about some of the external pressures. I think it seems like, and it was what you're doing is you're, there's a lot of future proofing going on and a lot of forward thinking. 
there's, I mean, this week and last week, at least, I don't know if your LinkedIn feed has been lit up with the feedback on that Netflix documentary about aquaculture um, and some of the misinformation there and just general challenges that that sector is facing forestry. You know, there's kind of protests happening in sort of central South Island. Um, can you, I, I don't know what, you know, I don't want to put you in an awkward spot or anything like that. So, you know, you don't have to answer it, but is, how are you guys dress, addressing that from a municipal perspective when you have these kind of external pressures to a big part of your tax base? Sure. And from an economic development perspective, I can, you know, I acknowledge these are important industries to our economy. And I think I alluded to it a little bit as well. We see innovation within those sectors. So for example, within aquaculture, we have a number of businesses that uh, support that industry or even in forestry that are innovating and providing new ways of doing business. Uh, and so we, we encourage that and we see that happening continuously. Okay, yeah, no, that's great. Um, do you see opportunities in, in other sectors, um, you know, just because as time passes for Campbell River, is there some industries that may be outside the box stuff that maybe wouldn't come to mind um, you know, maybe manufacturing facilities, and they've got sea land air there. Um, but, but where you're kind of seeing uh, some untapped opportunities? Mm -hmm. Yeah, so I mean, definitely manufacturing and those kind of light industrial um, projects are very suitable for Campbell River, and we continue kind of to, to look for opportunities within that. Uh, interestingly enough, you know, tech jobs in technology and uh, businesses that are developed in technology often have a large spin-off factor. So, you know, traditionally, uh, industrial jobs, the, the number is kind of three, three to one, three other jobs are created for each industrial job. And uh, the province in their KPMG report in 2018 actually said technology jobs create uh, four jobs for everyone created. So it's quite interesting. And I think uh, the definition of technology is maybe something that people get hung up on as well. So it's not just somebody creating a video game in their basement. That, that is a big business, <laughs> definitely. And we would welcome that here in Campbell River as well. But it does go beyond that. And in fact, our next Dream Tech Challenge kind of speaks to that as well. One of our winners uh, was a business on Quadra Island that uh, um, one of their people there, through a process of fermentation, created a fish sauce. And uh, so I don't think people think, oh, food, technology. But we talked about it just earlier that technology impacts every business. So I think continuing our growth in that area, I think there really is an opportunity there. Um, but we, I mean, if you're in economic development, if you're an economic development professional, you are always looking ahead to see what is coming down the road. Tourism is a huge business in Campbell River, of course, impacted by COVID, but just prior to COVID, we saw, started to see numbers um, that rivaled provincial averages, for example, in occupancy rate. And year over year, our stats were showing a steady improvement um, in numbers. And so we know that that's a huge part of our economy as well. Do you, I mean, how do you think the bounce back is going to be? Or what do you think that's going to look like? Let's say, you know, I think I'm eligible for vaccinations in September. Is that, you know, assuming, let's say, September, October, things open back up, do you guys have a timeline for kind of how things may look uh, to return to some of those tourism numbers? Well, I definitely wished I had the crystal ball. 
and I wished we were there already. Yeah. So what I can say is we closely follow all, obviously all provincial health orders, but also Destination BC's um, guidance. So that's how it's going to unfold here as well. I do think that when, you know, people are encouraged to travel, I think we are going to see, I think that uh, people will come to Campbell River. I think, like I said, we built up that reputation and I think we're going to see a, a good rebound of our tourism economy. But to be clear, the entire economy is going to take some time to rebound. This is not going to be an instant uh, fix once things kind of come back to, to quote unquote normal and it's not going to be like it was in the past right yeah yeah it has been very interesting uh, to observe because you kind of see like the fear kind of suppresses people and then you know there, I know like in Australia they've seen a big boom in tourism but it's all domestic so I wonder if there's some great opportunities for for that I mean I I know I'm, a, I'm an Nanaimo boy uh, born and raised so I've been even like looking at the West coast, you know, kind of as an alternative, I'm normally in Hawaii. Right. And not well, for a while, not for a while. <laughs> you're looking at the wrong place. You need to come to the salmon capital of the world. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's yeah. Um, okay. Can you speak to kind of what you do, whether it's coursework through the provincial association or things that you read to kind of stay on top? Can you just speak to that a little bit? Yeah, I do love to read, like on a personal note, I love to read and I love to write. And so I do a lot of that. And, you know, economic development is a 24-7 job. You're always thinking about it. And so, you know, I take carry that on in some of my personal hobbies. But um, I am, yes, I participate in when our BCEDA Association has offerings. I do participate and keep current on uh, best practices in economic development. I am on the board of directors for the Economic Development Association of Canada that also offers a whole um, uh, a, a large amount of professional development through the University of Waterloo. And so I definitely try to stay current with that. And it, it's learning, but it's also connecting with practitioners throughout uh, Canada and throughout BC. Um, and most of us have limited resources and capacity, so we don't want to reinvent the wheel. I think people are very keen to collaborate and share, you know, what's working in their communities. And uh, it's a, I think we, I have a number of colleagues that I have a really close relationship with and we do share that kind of stuff. So yeah, busy all the time. Yeah, it, in those small, or those, the, in your network across Canada, is there anything that sticks out that, um, about how you're approaching economic development, um, I don't know whether it's a business attraction strategy or some unusual, unusual trends that you're kind of gleaning from those other areas. Well, I think here in Campbell River, some of the kind of unique things that we're doing is, for example, we're embracing partnerships with Campbell River Area Angel Group, and uh, they're able to use some of their resources and some of their um, expertise in in for in this case technology to help business development opportunities here. Um, I think economic development has some traditional pillars that still are very important, and but it's a changing field all the time. So, you know, we are talking more, things like workforce development are more prevalent now than maybe 10 years ago. Uh, how do we get people uh, to fill jobs that are job vacancies? And again, some of this is more pre-COVID, but we're gonna see that coming up again um so yeah we we i think we've embraced a number of unique initiatives here um 
but partnerships, collaboration, that's key to success, right? Yeah. Yeah. No, I love that. Um, last two for you, uh, best piece of personal advice that you have received. It could be maybe a saying in your personal life or it could be professional. I think always it's good to have, um, to have a personal life and have a life outside of work. And it provides for a lot of balance. Um, we love, we have, we love dogs. So we're crazy dog people, but it also allows us to get out into the community and, um, meet people and meet businesses. I think in economic development, that's my best piece of advice is get out, meet your business community, listen to them and hear kind of what are their needs because that allows us to come back and see if we can provide some creative solutions. We can't fix everything, but sometimes we can connect people with resources that they may not now know about, but you gotta get out, meet them and, uh, and listen to your community. No, that's great. Last one, um, and I won't put you on the spot. Maybe you can do top three, but favorite place to eat um, in in Campbell River or oh, Vancouver okay. Island if it takes the pressure off you. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I'm going to answer that in two ways. One, I actually love to cook. So cooking is a hobby of mine. And uh, having moved from Northern BC, I'm still so enthralled at all the ingredients, particularly with uh, fruits and vegetables that I can get that are grown like right uh, near my house. Um, so I think I go out more and buy special ingredients and cook at home. But the second part to that question is we do have some fantastic places to eat. And even during COVID, we've had several new restaurants pop up here in Campbell River. So I think that's a hidden secret. I, I know, uh, you know, we may not be known as a foodie community yet, but we're going to be because we have some great come down, visit us and enjoy some of our restaurants. My favorite food is sushi. So we've got a few great places here. Thanks for stopping by From the Trenches, the Business Examiner podcast. If you want to learn more about the interviewee, please check the web and social links provided in the video or listening platform description. Please send any feedback to info at businessexaminer.ca with the subject line podcast. We'll see you next week.